Hello, my name is Emma and welcome to the third episode of Legal Perks Business Breakdown. On this episode, we will be exploring one of the most popular streaming services in the world, Netflix. I will take you through its background, its evolution into the platform we know today and what Netflix has in store going forward. This streaming service has been affected in a unique way by current affairs, particularly the COVID-19 pandemic, and continues to dominate in its industry. I'm excited to break down Netflix and I hope that you're excited too. To delve straight into the background of Netflix, the service was originally founded by two serial entrepreneurs, Mark Randolph and Reed Hastings, in 1997 in Scotts Valley, California. It initially started off as a film rental service. Think of Blockbuster. Indeed, not the high technology, personalised streaming service we associate with the brand now. The branding name, Netflix, broken down, is net, meaning internet, and flick, connoting to the action of flicking through a selection of videos to rent. At the time, Netflix had a pretty specific USP, quite similar to the one the company relies on today, within the technological restraints of its time. This is remote video services. Unlike other video rental services, customers of Netflix could order the films they wanted to watch on the Netflix website, and then they could receive the video in the post, to then repost it back to Netflix once they were finished with it. It was therefore remote, as customers who did not live near a film rental shop could rent from this remote service. This was an innovative step towards remote streaming and it allowed Netflix to get ahead above their competitors, leading to their initial surge of popularity. To see the innovation of the company, even initially in the 90s, taking a look at its founders allows us to see from where and how the ideas evolved. The co-founding Silicon Valley entrepreneurs were indeed that, at heart, entrepreneurs. They therefore didn't just have a foot in the technological world and side of video services, but they were able to use their entrepreneurial skills and experience from their past endeavours to make Netflix into a front-running innovation as well as simply a money-making machine, still serving its purpose today. It is interesting to see how the idea evolved, so simply as the two claim to have created the idea during a commute home. Hastings invested $2.5 million into the startup, allowing them to make their idea a reality. They soon later decided on DVDs as their product. It was then with only 1,000 members of staff, that the revolutionary model took off to start to evolve into the company we now see. Interestingly, to show the market dominance of Netflix, even in the 90s and early 2000s, before the technology really evolved to allow the company to become the streaming service it is today. Its relationship with Blockbuster is important. The mail-order rental model of Netflix was a direct competitor to Blockbuster, which still relied on the old model of shop-bought rentals. 
and the rise of Netflix's successful business model arguably led to the demise and bankruptcy of Blockbuster in 2010. Here, it is a perfectly clear example of a company losing relevance and refusing to roll with the times, thus making itself irrelevant and unable to cope in a competitive market. What is most interesting and proves this is that Blockbuster were actually offered a partnership with Netflix by Hastings. However, apparently doubting the future of Netflix, the CEO of Blockbuster refused to take Netflix seriously and declined, allegedly even laughing at the offer. Even worse for the old model company, Blockbuster were actually offered $50 million to buy Netflix but also declined, which clearly was not a good course of action considering that in July 2020, Netflix was valued at $209.74 billion, making this minuscule, in comparison, some nothing compared to what Blockbuster could have achieved with the Netflix business model. However, I am unconvinced that by simply buying Netflix, that Blockbuster would have made Netflix into the phenomenon it is today. As their reluctance to change their model in line with the market evidences that the Blockbuster Corporation would not have taken the beneficial risks that Hastings did, including the separation of DVDs and streaming, which I will explain in more detail later. Therefore, I personally think that the acquisition of Netflix by Blockbuster would not have saved Blockbuster from their inevitable demise. And the rise of Netflix is mainly, arguably, down to the innovation through the years and their evolution in line with a changing market. To assess the evolution of Netflix and how this film rental model evolved into the streaming service it is now, we must look into the timeline of the company. In 1999, Netflix launched a subscriber model, which, similar to the way Netflix works now, allowed subscribed members full access to any videos available for the set subscription fee. Then, in 2000, Netflix presented an even newer business model, a subscriber personalization system, which allowed ratings to create personalized content choices to predict member choices and recommendations. It was now that Netflix began to evolve into the personalised system that it now relies on. Majorly, in 2002, Netflix went public. This was the milestone for Netflix, as it was now that its popularity really skyrocketed. Shares were made public when membership count was around 600,000 in the US. Initially, Shares were offered for $15 per share, with 5,500,000 shares on offer. To show how much this really set Netflix on the path to success, in 2003, Netflix had reached 1 million subscribers, with this number doubling to 2 million in 2004, and a whopping 5 million in 2006, evidencing a huge growth in popularity. But, Netflix didn't stop here. In 2007, Netflix began to fully evolve into the streaming service we now know when they introduced a video streaming service called Watch Now, which allowed subscribers 
to watch specific streamed films and shows on their own devices. This was a breakthrough and changed the way that TV and videos are watched today. This shift in business model was tentative, however, only launching for a limited number of members for limited screen time. Depending on screen time, creating a hierarchy of subscriber subscriptions. Once again, this shift in business model only served to benefit the company, further leading to Netflix having 7.5 million subscribers at the end of the year. In 2009, Netflix continued to make beneficial business moves to ingrain their services into society, or more specifically, people's homes, by teaming up with electronic companies to facilitate streaming on various types of electronics, including, but not limited to, Blu-ray Disc, Xbox and PlayStation. This facilitated the astronomical growth of Netflix to 12 million accounts by the end of 2009. In 2010, Netflix not only made the move to branch out of the US into Canada, kickstarting their global expansion, but they also connected to internet devices and Apple devices. This year, a year where streaming overtook rental services, was the year that Netflix's primary focus changed to streaming and their branding changed accordingly. This evidences Netflix's ability to move in line with changes in both market, society and cultural changes. These changes contribute to Netflix's success. In 2011, Netflix took this split away from DVD renting further by splitting the DVD and streaming into two separate services, meaning that companies who still wanted to DVD rent had to open a new account, increasing the price of, both, of using both services simultaneously. This move, though a power move, did not actually turn out too well, and it created, created what was called the Quickster debacle. When Hastings tried to consolidate the separation, he tried to consolidate the separation by calling the DVD streaming service Quickster, using branding to separate the services further. The shareholders and customers were very unhappy with this move, causing a loss of 600,000 subscribers, leading to Hastings scrapping plans for Quickster despite the two services remaining separate. However, this evidences a good business move as arguably Hastings' reluctance to, re- to remerge the two services evidenced that he was very clued into the needs of the industry and that he predicted the fall from grace of DVD renting and wanted to keep his shiny new streaming service as far away from the declining DVD services as he could. It was here that there were trials and tribulations for Netflix starting to appear. Because as well as the Quickster debacle, competitors rose for Netflix with streaming services like Amazon Instant Video being launched. This corporate giant would directly compete with Netflix, meaning that Netflix would have to rise to the challenge. Then, in 2002, Netflix became available in Europe, the UK and Scandinavia with their first Netflix original called Bill Burr, You People Are All The Same, a stand-up comedy successfully premiering. In 2013, Netflix achieved 
31 Primetime Emmy nominations, while also un unveiling the Profiles feature on their service, which allowed users to create different profiles for different service users and or moods and genres. This made the service more convenient, an important feature for any service in a fast-moving world where people have less time to waste flicking through shows as it previously was. In 2015, Netflix expanded into Australasia and started to premiere originals in different languages. However, their major competitor Amazon Prime got their first award showing that it was not all good for Netflix as their competitors were gaining traction. Now, onto the Netflix we know today. Netflix has expanded into 190 countries spanning 21 languages and they also now allow users to download content to watch remotely without Wi-Fi, intertwining their original USP of remote access. Netflix, now an Academy Award winner with 180 million subscribers based in 2019, is a huge corporate giant. They even branched into sport by gaining rights to stream NFL games and the British Premier League, further widening their audience. Very prevalent was their move into book publishing to try and develop books into original film and TV shows, allowing them to become more relevant. However, despite this success, Netflix have faced some issues in terms of personal security as when Netflix have called out users in the past for their re-watching of certain content, albeit jokingly, users began to get more wary of their history being monitored by the company. Raising issues of privacy and online security are very prevalent issues today. Not only this, but competitors of the company have grown, with Disney+, Plus, Amazon Prime and Apple TV shows competing on a large scale. Netflix, as a giant itself, is strong enough, especially with the innovation it has previously demonstrated, to obtain and maintain a front-runner status as long as in the future it continues to move with current needs, as it has previously done so well. I would even argue that this has been the key to its success. On going forward, looking at how current affairs have affected Netflix, the COVID-19 pandemic actually caused Netflix to get 16 million new sign-ups. Netflix, therefore, an at-home streaming, streaming service, which was bound to do well during the pandemic, has benefited from the stay-at-home calls from governments. However, it must be noted that Netflix, due to COVID-19 restrictions, have actually had to halt all production of their original shows and films potentially offsetting the benefits they had reaped in terms of increased subscribers. However, as e-marketer e Eric Hagstrom stated, Netflix is and will continue to be the social media company least impacted by COVID-19. Their business is a near-perfect fit to a population that is suddenly housebound. Therefore, in the future, Netflix need only maintain its contribution to the stay-at-home effort. With the corporate world up in the air at the moment due to COVID-19 and the economic recessions coming from it, the future for Netflix is uncertain. However, compared to other companies 
its fate is pretty certain and it indeed looks positive. I hope this breakdown will allow you enough background on Netflix to follow any future stories or news on this highly influential streaming service. Thank you for joining me this week for the Legal Perk Business Breakdown. I hope you enjoyed this breakdown of Netflix and I hope you can join us next week for our Tech Tuesday.